Hi. You guys want some cookies? 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 Welcome back to the garage. Welcome to another edition of the Throwback Podcast. My name is Dan Hansis. In the garage with me, the garage for people overseas, gotcha, is my bosom buddy, Bob Castrone. Hey, Bubba. Hey, Dan. How are you tonight? Oh, I'm on fire. Right in my pants. Okay. Wow. That's weird. Because I love... Like, that could go either way. Good fire or bad fire. It's a good one. It is not the one that you have to go to see the doctor about. This one's about, oh, yeah, doctor, I want to talk some music. I'm addicted to it. Oh, oh, that kind of fire. Yeah, like an addiction to talking music and a little bit of comedy here in the garage with Bob Jones, comedy writer extraordinaire. I like that. Uh, maybe later in this episode, I'll talk about the time I went to the doctor out of fear for fire in my pants. I did. I did that, too. Maybe we should share <laughs> our tales. Uh, it's actually... A good learning experience, I think. It's Saying good it, for the kids out it's there. It's good for the kids out there. Saying it right off the top, though, the fact that we both have one definitely sounds like we're, we're boning each other. Maybe, maybe, especially uh, after the Bush episode last week. However, I think that um, this is good. I think this is good, to because I think a lot of guys have a story. I think so, too. I agree with that. So we're going to fearlessly share our own, us two. Hashtag time's up for being scared of talking about pantfire.org yeah uh this is the throwback podcast you know it and you know that uh the podcast is alive and well well uh, alive it's alive because uh our patreon patreon patreon.com slash throwback pod is where you can you can uh get involved you can make a donation however big or small you'd like which helps keep us going. So make sure, uh, do us at least that favor of checking yeah, it out. It's so awesome. For, thank you to everybody who's supporting us. Uh, if you're not supporting us, but you're still listening, go fuck yourself. Yeah, but you saw that coming. We love you too, but you know, go fuck yourself. Like go fuck yourself is maybe kind of a bit on the show and uh, it's nice little <laughs> shorthand jargon uh, for the listeners and the hosts uh, to speak to one another. But honestly though, uh, if you do have a few shillings to spare, and you've ingested all of our content for free, and you still don't drop us a couple bucks, honestly, though, go fuck yourself. And you know what? If I were some of these people who are paying now, I would be pissed at these people who aren't. Right. Because you're the reason we're still doing this. You kept us alive. And these freeloaders are out Mm -hmm. there, and they're not contributing. Mm -hmm. They're not doing their part. From your lips to God's ears, my friend. Thank you. Thank you. Joe Beningo of WFAN. Whenever someone would call and make a point about uh, the Jets. He's a huge Jets fan. He'd be like, bro, bro, from your lips to God's ears. I miss that. I miss New York talk radio. <laughs> it's not the same out here. Uh, it is not. It's not close to the same. This is, oh, my goodness. It is the Postal Service Day here on the Throwback Podcast. We're going to talk about one of the most, I would say, Bob, influential albums of the early aughts. Wow, you're really selling this. General. You're really selling this for a band that when I told you that the Postal Service won the poll, the Patreon poll for people Patreon. who are, Patreon, Patron, who are yeah. throwing uh, some shillings our way to uh, keep this pot alive. They got to vote in a poll. And to my surprise, they picked the Postal Service give up for us to cover, which is amazing. But uh, when I told you the news, your response was roughly in the ballpark of who the fuck are the Postal Service and why are we doing this? My response was, what? You did, and your your tongue rolled out of your mouth and your eyes shot out. You are a human cartoon. Uh, yes, that is true. Um, no, I don't. The Postal Service is one of those bands. I think everyone has them um, where they just slip through the cracks yeah. for me. And I can... Say, honestly, when I made the comment, Bob, earlier that they're one of the most influential acts, I know that because a lot of the music that I listened to, uh, especially that came from the aughts, the Postal Service came up a lot, whether you're reading reviews or whatever, or the band members, uh, specifically the Ben Gibbard. Mm -hmm. Some people say Gabbard. That's incorrect. No, that's incorrect. Don't say that. Uh, But I don't know the album well. I know one song off the album. Uh, you are a huge fan of the album, so it's going to be one of those deals where uh, Daddy over here is going to uh, listen to the album with fresh ears 
and Bob's going to be pleasuring himself on the opposite couch. And it's just like, Bob, put your dick away just for literally one hour when you're holding a microphone. Get your dick out of your hands. Part of the pleasure I'm going to be deriving from uh, dick in hand while listening to this is the fact that you haven't. So I'm going to enjoy experiencing this with you for the first time. I'm kind of popping your postal service cherry. That's gross. So gross. But before we go on, real quick, it's a word from one of our Patreon sponsors. Hey, Dan, I want to talk about Stu's Wood. Oh, that guy's got the best wood. I love Stu's Wood. His wood is brown. It is well-crafted. It is um, cut. It's cut. Well and shaped well, and uh, I like everything about it. Look, I've never been to Ohio. I don't know what the wood looks like up there, but I've seen pictures of Stu's Wood on Instagram, at Stu's Wood. I followed Stu's Wood on Twitter, Mm -hmm. Stu's Wood. God damn, that guy's got great wood. Uh, my other successful show, the Around the NFL podcast, Stu's Wood made our Around the NFL Picks Champion trophy. Amazing work. Uh, and that's what he does. He takes wood, he carves it into pure beauty. Wow. That's what he does. That's what Stu's Wood is about. Uh, you're so thinking of a different Stu. So you've had Stu's Wood in your hands? Many times. Wow. Stu'swood.com. Stu's Wood. All right, Bob. So the throwback pod is covering the Postal Service. And it is time to go in that time machine. Yes, we're in the aughts. I like when we go to the aughts. A lot of people, oh, oh, Dan, oh, yeah, you do that 90s podcast. It's pretty cool. Fuck you. <laughs> Whoa, fuck, you not know. even fuck yourself. Fuck you, no, straight fuck up. fuck you. It's not a 90s podcast. It is a podcast that covers mostly the 90s. It's, it's predominantly 90s into the early to mid-aughts. But we do cover the aughts as we do today, and I know... And we might get to the 80s at some point. I don't know. I know for a fact, Bob, that this came out on Tuesday morning at 8.48 on September 11th, 2001. Wait a minute. That's when this album came out. I think you were having this confused with something else. No. Not not an album release. No, it was remember albums used to come out on Tuesdays. No, that is true. What are you fucking stupid? You don't remember that? No, no, I remember that. I just 8:48 think... a.m. Eastern time. Eey. Uh they were shipped out of Boston. Oh, wait to New a York. second. Wait a second. Now I know you're thinking of something else. It, I don't you're think You're thinking so. of the Bob Dylan album. Oh, that yeah. Came out time out of mind. Time out of mind. Yes, of right. course. Yes, yes. No. This album came out in February 2003. Let's roll. Let's oh, let's roll with this album. Here we go. February 2003, when I like how you took a sip and then cracked yourself up and you almost <laughs> choked on your drink because of the joke you made. It was funny. Yeah. Uh, February 2003, a uh, fun time in our history. A lot of people were protesting the Iraq war. Sure. Yep. Uh, the space shuttle Columbia. That Saddam uh, statue came down, uh, but the rancor uh, of the nation went straight up. Mission accomplished, bro. The uh, space shuttle Columbia disintegrated during reentry into Earth's atmosphere, killing all seven astronauts aboard. That uh, fuck, was fucked up. That was a fucked up time. And also, the Challenger got a ton of pop twenty years earlier. Yeah. Then the Columbia barely bites it, barely a blip. Everybody's all like caught we're, up with. Uh, we're a little into Iraq. Yeah, they're oh, the Saddam statue went down, and, and <laughs> that uh, was all we talked our ranker about. is way up. That's all anybody's talking. About. <laughs> These colors don't run still. Uh, movies. How that was lose- sad though, Bob. It was very sad. Yeah. How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days, also sad. And Old School came out that month. I rewatched Old School on a flight, a uh, work flight. I think I talked about this on the podcast recently. I rewatched Old School for the first time in about 10, 12 years. And that motherfucker holds up very That's well. nice. I remember loving it in the theater, but being disappointed by the ending. Like the kind of way it kind of falls How apart. How many comedies, though, Bob, including so your own, really land the third well, act? Well, I mean, mine really lands the third act. Check mine- out... You got to check it out. Flock of Dudes available Acts streaming. One, Acts 1 and 2, problematic. But Act 3 really, <laughs> it all tied up. really hits its stride. If you want to check out Bob's di- directorial debut, Flock of Dudes, you can find it streaming on some services. And if you live in Australia, you could purchase the physical copy. <laughs> some have called it my directorial debut. Some have called it my directorial swan song. It really depends how you want to look at it. I enjoyed it, Bob. It's a it's a funny film. Don't star studded cast. Don't patronize me with that. Go ahead, Patrone, Bob. <laughs> Patreon me. Don't Patreon me. Uh, where where are we, Bob? We're going to talk about the. Uh, we're not going to talk about the number one song because that's getting a little stale. So let's talk about the Grammys uh, happened that month. 
and there was one song that ran away with almost everything. Mm. And it was this woozy banger. A woozy banger. I like that though. All right, let's listen to it. I let's fall in love. Waited till I saw the sun. I don't know why I didn't come. I left you by the house of fun. I don't know why I didn't come. I don't know. You want to talk about first ballot Starbucks soundtrack Hall of Fame? Oh my God! Nora Jones, really your entire catalog, but don't know why is played. No song in the history of Starbucks. This is not scientific, but I'm guessing has ever been played more than this monster single. If a latte made noise, it would sound like this. Like they're just sunk together for for eternity. Yeah, I also totally get why it was a huge hit. I also sometimes it's easy to forget that. She was in the like the highest grossing R-rated comedy in the history of uh, Hollywood. She had like a oh, su- right. she had yeah. a sizey role in Ted. In Ted, yes, that's crazy. And may I add one last point? And Ted hammered this home for me. We did the Mount Rushmore of uh, '90s yeah. uh, female uh, musicians uh, when we did, I guess, the No Doubt episode. Nora Jones. People sleep on Nora Jones. All in on Nora Jones. She might be on my Rushmore, bro. In your aughts Rushmore? My aughts Rushmore. Ooh, we haven't even talked about an aughts Rushmore. Yeah, I would I would run away with Nora Jones tomorrow to start a new life. Just let her, you know, like sit around like some sort of cabana while she plays right. her guitar. and Right, strums that guitar, maybe noodles on her uh, portable keyboard. Yeah, how, how lovely would that be? Like, honey, put the keyboard down. Come on. <laughs> Let's go to the beach. Let's go to the beach. Come on. Enough. Enough with the I'm fucking Enough with the fucking keyboard. Hey, hey, snap out of it. We're in fucking paradise. Let's Isn't go. she Ravi Shankar's daughter? I think you're right. That sounds right. Is, is he coming to the cabana? Um Is he alive? That's a great question. We have to look that up. Because he's not coming to the cabana if he's a dead man. Well, I mean, be a little more open minded. Okay. Speaking of being open-minded, Bob. It's time for you to open your mind. Let's listen to the Postal Service. Yes. Your palms are sweaty and I'm barely listening to last demands. I'm staring at the asphalt wondering what's bare. Track one, Bob. The district sleeps alone tonight off Give Up, the first and only album ever released by the Postal Service. I love it. It's great. It's so good. They're a band with one album that last summer, I think it was, maybe the summer before, they went touring and selling out, selling out big venues with this one album. These guys know how to rock. This made such an impact, like you were saying before. It's such an amazing album. It made such an impact, influential, still amazing to listen to. And this part, this first song is incredible. And this part right here just gets me every time. I already know I'm going to love this album. Of course you are. I got an eye on this cricket in the garage. There's a cricket that does. I feel like he's going to spawn, and then they're going to start making noises, and it's going to ruin the entire podcast, and I'll have no choice but to fulfill my destiny of burning down my own rented garage. <laughs> That's right. That is your that is your story now. That has to happen. You have no choice. I keep but on to having this it. premonition, and it's at a certain point I'll just have to like fulfill what what the what the land and what the Lord has decided I must do. If this was a TV series, like the, the, the first episode of this season would begin with you standing outside your burning garage. And then like the title card would come up and just be like two months earlier. Yeah. We'd have to see how you got to this point. Definitely a two months earlier thing. Yeah. Definitely a retrace the state step scenario. <laughs> how did we get to this man burning this down his arc. rented garage in Culver uh, city? 
so that, that that's getting the album off to a great start. I are, I already know, as I said, total slip through the cracks album. I love um, mopey alternative rock with electronic soundscapes. Yeah, so this I'm is a right big in David your... Gray fan. Yeah, I mean, come on, if you, if you're a David Gray fan, this is right you should in your be wheelhouse. In. How am I 17 years behind? What, this how did, album? It's amazing you never stumbled onto it by accident or dated a girl who was like, let me just flip this on. This no. was like the number one, I think, indie rock girl. Let me just flip this on album of like the mid aughts. You know what? This was, I brought up David Gray. This was right around the time David Gray was breaking big in the US. And maybe I just, Gray was what sucked me in. And I had decided at that point in my life that it was just, that's enough. David Gray all the Mobia, time. Mobia, alternative rock with electronic soundscapes. Yep. That's all I could handle at maybe, the time. Yeah, all your girls were gray girls. Oh, listen to this. Mm, we know this one. Of course. So this was probably probably like the single or the biggest single. This is it. This is their biggest commercial hit for sure. Well, there was the, the District Sleeps Alone Tonight had a video. I remember the video for that. They ain't close to this one, though. No, not close to this one. I know this song. Yeah, even you know this one. Yeah. All right, so they didn't completely slip through your stupid fingers. This is, well, you will get to another aspect of the song in a little bit, but let's listen to this gorgeous little soundscape of Yeah. Like that word I'm going to keep using. It. Keep using it. Burn down this fucking garage. <laughs> Don't do it. I am thinking it's a sign, but the freckles in our eyes are mirror images, and when we kiss there. this song yeah you do bitch you got suckered into like the mopey iron and wine version right yes a lot of people did oh wait this was i thought to this day and you're right iron and wine i thought that the postal service just did a different version of this song on the garden state soundtrack no cover yeah why? Is because Braff thought this one rocked too hard, so it's like let's tune it down and get Braff, an acoustic Braff number. was like, "Oh my ears! Oh man, I'm gonna have to put some earplugs in." Iron and wine. Could you make this more palatable? Yes, that's how I was introduced, and I would say probably more people were. But this was also like a computer commercial. Yeah, this ended up in a commercial years later. Well, let's calm down with that. Why is it in a commercial? What do you want? What no, you're calling calling people sellouts in 2003? Come on. Gotta get your music out there somehow. Okay. Go on. Talk you, about this song, Bob. What are you, like it. a Green Day fan in 1994 being like, oh, these guys sold out? Come on, <laughs> shut up. I don't know. I, I'm a little surprised at the Postal Service. In fact, I don't know if that's a story, Bob. I think there's more to that story. More to what story? The Such computer crazy. song? Yeah. Are you going to dig deep and find I'm out? I'm going to have to do a dig here because I, I don't like when we talk about shit that's not true on this fucking podcast it happens on occasion uh in january 2006 apple released an advertisement for the imac that was said to be very similar to the postal services video for such great heights some created videos that played the advertisement and the music video side by side to make the resemblance clear oh so, so it wasn't like an authentic was it the song well it sounds like it wasn't that's interesting uh, now i understand oh and they were pissed about it there you there go there we go Ben Gibbard and the other guy who is, has a name. That's his, no, that's his name. The other guy, uh, they uh, were pissed about it, but not, did not sue anybody. But the U.S. Postal Service did serve the band with a cease and desist, citing tarnishing and dilution of their trademark. Interesting. Oh, calm down, Postal Service. Well, you know, they did what they had to do. This is a great <laughs> Wait, so you're song. you're siding with the government. Yep. Okay. I'm a government guy. You are. That's true. Mission accomplished. I said that already. Well, I'm bringing it back. It's a callback, Bob. Welcome to comedy. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> I like that song a lot. How can you not like that song? How can you not like that song? It's Is great. that one of the uh, best kind of songs of that era? I think it's because it's so different. It's That's so why different. this is a cool yeah. album. 
Yeah, it was Go really ahead. cool to have the guy from Death Cab and the other guy who you've always wanted to see together just put this album out together. Uh, but I like this. I will say definitively, I like this album 10 million times more than any Death Cab album. Interesting, because I do like some Death Cab singles, but I've never really been a collector uh, of their albums. And by the way, this this does speak to uh, to the Braff ruining everything. Yeah. Zach Braff. Yep, yep. Of course, the auteur behind Garden State, which we will be doing a Garden State uh, special, soundtrack special at some point. But I do want to at least play it a little bit. Iron and Wine, when you do a YouTube search, their version comes up before... The Postal Service. Yeah, it was big. Uh, this is what it sounds like. This was in a commercial, too. This was definitely in a commercial. I think it was like a Zach Braff commercial where he just said, Hey, ladies, here's my phone number. Come to my Hollywood Hills mansion, and I will bed you and then never call you again. This is Braff. But I, I will make you listen to sad music first before bed. This is so perfect for that fucking movie. Yeah, it really is. Um, all right, so there you go. Such great heights, Bob. That is a lot of people are gonna say that's the definitive postal service song, but Bob, you're gonna say there are a lot more songs to cherry there pick. There are a lot on this more album. songs to cherry pick on this album. Whoa, you know me so well that I was gonna say that. <laughs> Next up, sleeping in. Oh, this is so good. Let's listen. Let's listen in. Listen in. attention you're learning things is this the uh like 2000s version of uh we didn't start the fire <laughs> we needed one and benny gibber provided it blown away. it's so good i've heard this song before by the way okay good but i'm kind of fascinated that ben gibbard believes in the lone gunman theory uh there's no one on the grassy knoll in dallas on 11 63 in uh hey oh wait, wait he's dreaming again hold on So it makes sense that he, the lone government thing, is he's saying everything's as it seems. There's nothing deeper. Hmm. That's what he's saying. So he doesn't necessarily necessarily believe in the lone gunman thing. This is a little he's tweet. Selling this a, song to he's me. selling a little world a little where tweet. everything is as it seems. Is that how you pronounce it? T W E E. A little bit. It's a little tweet. This is how because Ben Gibbard later later married uh, what's her name? Zoe. Zoe. Deschanel. This he she fell in love when she heard this song. Yeah, definitely. I don't have a problem with it. Just a little cute. A little cute. Are we ever gonna do a She and Him album? I do like She and She and Him. So do I. Was that Gibbard and Zoe? No, that was M Ward. M Ward, right? Yeah. But there was that that phase where uh, I did like She and Him, but then it was like at a certain point it was hard to talk yourself out of the reality that every song was almost exactly the same. Can I say on this podcast? Oh, no, I guess I can't. Hold on. No, I shouldn't say anything. Why, me too? No, 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 uh, no. You that, don't think you're going to get me too. Share, no, your, share that, your piece. I've heard a lot of stories about um, her. <laughs> what, <laughs> that it was an M. Ward joint? No, no. Just, no, I can't get it. Share, Bob. Come on. It's too late now. You're in the garage. It's safe. It's definitely not no safe. No one listens to this. No one listens to this podcast, Bob. I know some new girl stories. Yes. Okay. Not, oh, I can't get it. No, this. you could. You don't have to say it, but you can. Gotta give us some breadcrumbs. 
I'm probably going to delete this whole thing from the podcast. It's probably safer that way. You're a pussy. You got to be careful. What happened? Nothing happened. Just, you know. You can't take it out. You just have to let the listeners know that you led me on and I'm you sorry. led the listeners I thought I was going to be able to go somewhere with it. And then I realized, nope, bad idea. Bad so let idea. me put together then as we get into the next, next track, nothing better. Bob can't tell us the Zooey story. Zooey. You always say Zooey. You can't even say your name right. However, Zoe? Zoe. No, it's Z-O-O-E-Y. Zooey. Like you're like zoo, like it's a zoo. That's where you're going with. You're like leaning into the zoo. Don't you talk down to me after you bailed on your Zooey story. Zoe. Uh, she did something very bad, apparently, uh, that no, affected she and him. No, I don't have any she and him. What is it? Can you tell me after we're done with the show? Probably. Okay. This is nothing better. Let's listen. In fact, I can't wait till the end of the podcast. <laughs> Let's listen to nothing. Neither better. can the listeners. I think this is one of the Jenny Lewis songs. Oh, right? yes. She's involved with it. She right? is, yeah. Yeah, she uh, appears on a few songs in this album. He, um, I did some search, Bob, short for research. Got it. A couple nugs, short for nuggets. Uh, number one, there's Jenny. Right? I don't know, because there's a couple of different female voices on this album. I always get confused. Female babes? Potentially female babes. Yeah. Um, that Jenny Lewis, he had no, Ben Gibbard and the other guy had no connection to Jenny Lewis, but they were on the same record label, record label. And just on a lark, he reached out to her people or to Jenny and she agreed to work on the album and the rest is history. Yeah. And I think she toured with them while, the, while they were doing this album, which is very cool. Yeah, I would have cool. loved to have seen that. And then the other, why didn't you go? I don't know why I didn't go. Hmm. And then the other tidbit, Bob, which is short for tidbit is that uh, they named the band Postal Service because the other guy who I'm going to give him a little love his name is Jimmy Tamborello who did electronic music he would send him just these soundscapes electronic music he'd send it via snail mail on CDR remember CDR? Oh CD minus R's not not plus R's Uh, and Gibbard would get him in the mail and I love the US Postal Service and then Gibbard would then put melodies and words over the electronic music. That was their method for creating the album, which is when you listen to it, it actually makes sense. It does, yeah. That it was kind of one in one put together. I've always loved that. Like uh, when I was like 14 or whatever, I got like a Pearl Jam bootleg where it was like the instrumentals of Alive and a bunch of the other songs that the guys had sent to Eddie Vedder when he was like surfing. In San Diego. Oh, yeah, I, I actually do remember that. And they were like, put some music to it. Let's see that. what you can do with it. And just listening to the instrumentals and then knowing what he did with it, it's like, how did you fig- How did you do that? Yeah. Like, how did you hear that this was the song? Yeah. So it's always so fascinating to me, like that method of songwriting. Although it's also like, uh, I remember listening to those uh, demos also for the Pearl Jam 10 album, and Vetter must have been pinching himself because they were pretty fully realized. Uh, in terms of like the sound of it and then the rest is history yeah better drop bombs so we talk a lot on this podcast about your uh sleepy sex mix oh yeah you're a big fan of both sleeping and screwing to the uh same music (laughs) who says screwing in 2018 (laughs) bringing it back 1990 bringing it back you were screwing him weren't you (laughs) nobody says screwing anymore it just felt right in that moment Um, (laughs) that's like you haven't heard screwing since divorce court remember that show (laughs) he's screwing her (laughs) me and my uh cousin matt used to watch divorce court and syndication like during the summers which we shouldn't have been watching. We were like no. nine. Yeah. And there was uh, two things that stood out, and we'll, we could start the song over. Uh, but two things stood out, like lines that we still remember to this day. One was a guy who was being uh, cross-examined, and the, the lawyer was really going after him, uh, saying, oh, you, uh, you definitely cheated on your wife. It, we know it. We have proof. And then he's like, no, it's not true. It's not possible. 
And then finally he cracked me. What do you want me to tell you? I lost my joystick in Nam. Oh, His That's penis great... was blown off in yeah, action yeah, yeah. Uh, during that that uh, skirmish, that extended skirmish in Vietnam. <laughs> extended skirmish. And uh, and then the other one was uh, <laughs> there was a hot tub rendezvous. Okay. Uh, and the lawyer again cross-examining. This is a different couple, right. different and, episode. And once again, two nine-year-olds left alone in Pearl River <laughs> yes, watching exactly. the Okay. And the um, uh, witness, I believe a witness was discussing something she saw going on in a hot tub. Okay. And she said, they were in the hot tub together playing Milk the Cow. Oh my God. <laughs> USA Network, 11 wow. a.m. 1990. I'd say those moments absolutely <laughs> shaped the man that you became. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. Uh, this is recycled air. What you you were saying something about? Well, I was I can't for the divorce court. No, I mean I want to get back into this. Um, I was just gonna say that uh, we talk a lot about your sleeping sex mix. Oh, yes, that's right. Where uh, you know songs that you could either sleep or have sex to. I would say that this album, or at the same time, this album for me is in the sex hall of fame. You're just a hypocrite. Alone. Why? Because this is exactly what the sleep sex mix is. Now you understand what I'm talking about. No, this whole album is just one that you could put on and uh, lightly bone to. Screw. Lightly screw to. But can't you sleep to this as well? This is great sleeping music. It's... Come on, Bob. See the light. All right. Maybe this, in the light. Just maybe this in, is the crossover out. album that does it. I don't agree with all of your choices, but for somebody who likes to both sleep and screw, you should <laughs> I love have been screwing's back. You should have been plugged into this album. No, I do. I'm I am way overdue, Bob, uh, on this album, and I'm enjoying it a lot. And I'm absolutely going to listen to it um, as we move away from this podcast tonight. Uh, but this definitely would fit in perfectly on the sleep sex mix. Okay, I'm glad. I'm glad we've opened your mind and your bedroom to but you some know new what? music. Some people would be surprised that you're saying that this would be music to screw to. Who would be? Some people would be like, oh, this, yeah, it's a little bit slow. It's you know, maybe a little kind of sleepy even. <laughs> uh, and then that's when you say, well, sometimes the best sex songs are also the ones that you can go to sleep to. <laughs> That's a weird advertisement. And all of a sudden, you're in. You're with me, baby. I don't know. It's it's a good uh, it's just a good mood that this whole album sets. Sexy or not? I hear mood. you, man. I could definitely screw. I could play milk the cow. <laughs> oh no! This Wait, album. how could how could you play milk the cow to this? You lost your joystick, and now <laughs> that extended skirmish between North and South Vietnam. This is Clark Gable. Great. So, uh, do you want to tell your going to the doctor for uh, oh, yeah. uh, burning pant fears story first, or do you want me to take the lead and then you? You want to get it going? Do you want to bring up the rear? Yeah, I'll bring up the rear. All also. right. <laughs> uh, yeah, just listening to this actually, it's uh, kind of works because it happened around this time, mm-hmm. where mid, uh, early to mid twenties. Um, God, how far back do I have to go to the, tell the story? Okay. Early to mid twenties, uh, you are old. Had a birthday party, where I, uh, well, probably engaged in let's say some unsafe activities with a female. Did you want to do at that age? It happens. Uh, yeah, very very blurry memories of it. We were just to set the scene a little bit more. We came of age in terms of like, you know, heading into our teenage years, right when Magic Johnson got diagnosed <laughs> with HIV, and then. Immediately, every college girl in America wore 40 layers of sweatshirts, and and uh, everyone was terrified to have sex and die. I would say right after 9-11, 
All bets were off? All bets were kind of off, and then the Jimmys disappeared. The and Jimmys. A lot of milk in the cow. Oh, God. You know, this if is you awful. had a joystick, if you didn't lose it in them, <laughs> you were using it, and you weren't afraid to lose it. Uh, well. My I, point was that that era of safe sex and salt and pepper, people were, you know, responsible to a right. certain degree, but there was things happened. Right. That right. weren't so, happening maybe in ninety two. So I'll get a little more specific here. I think there was there was protection involved, but it was a it was a, I had this one night stand and sexy. And you know, it was what it was. Put it in the rear view, moved on from it. She could she saw you that night at the bar, she said, I gotta fuck Bob. Gonna fuck him and then we're never gonna see each other again, but it will be worth it. Did she tell I you that? Fuck the Bob. Did she tell you that? <laughs> she said, That's weird. <laughs> So um, shortly, she friendstered th- me and told me. That. Shortly thereafter, uh, I meet a girl and I fall really hard for this girl, mm. and I start dating this girl who proved to be insane. Okay, now I know the ex- exact time period. Of course, from Canada, we've uh, we've alluded to this relationship in the podcast before. Yes. Um, start dating this girl, and it just goes. It, it's like immediate, like at a hundred miles an hour, like. We're just like, okay, we're together. We're dating. Screwing. That's happening. It's like, I'm taking trips to Canada. She's taking trips to New York. She ends up like moving to New York for me, like within months yeah, of us starting that, to date. That was, I remember at the it moment. Moved it moved very. Like, that was quick. I yeah, remember thinking. Things moved. That ver- was quick. Things moved very, very quick. But I was all in. I thought she was great. I didn't realize how crazy she was. It happens again. 24-ish years old. So just a boy still. So one day I'm, uh, I'm in the shower and I look down Uh-oh. and daddy sees some bumpies downtown bumpies. and I wait uh, on the, on the shaft. No, like in the area. Uh, okay. Let's not, let's not turn off all of our listeners talking about shafts on the testes on the, uh, on the area above the shaft is you're saying. I don't think I need to get into the specifics. Well, it'll all it'll all, it'll all work out. Let me okay. just tell the story. Okay. So um, I get, I am horrified, and I think back to that one night stand that was like a blur, and I was like, oh my god, did I not use protection? Like what happened in that? I was horrified, and now I'm dating this girl that I'm crazy about, and I was like, I'm going to like, how do I even approach this? So I, I, I definitely didn't have a doctor at the time. Tricky switch. Definitely didn't have a doctor. I had to find a doctor in Brooklyn. Yeah. And uh, I like, so I'm like, all right, here we go. So I go to the doctor and I get like my first checkup probably in years. And he was like, so uh, what brings you here? And I was like, well, there, there's this, I got these bumps. And I was like, all right, let me see. So I uh, pulled down my pants and uh, show him, show him the bumps. And he stands there. and hot. He's looking at it, kisses, he it, wasn't a real kisses it a little bit, and he's like, he's like, all right, everybody else in the subway train is now going to give you a little jerk. And I'm like, this is a weird doctor's office. Uh, no, so he like looks at it for like a, a surprisingly long By the way, there's a huge We Will Become Silhouettes fan out there somewhere. That oh, this is such a good song. Can't believe this is happening. This is such a good song. All right, I'm almost at the end. So he uh, looks at it a while, and then he like looks up at me, he goes... You don't have uh, you don't have anything to worry about, and I go, You're, are you sure? Because he's like, no. Stop shaving your balls. Yeah. Because <laughs> I had just shaved my balls for the first time, uh, you know, as part of uh, showing sure. off for this uh, new girl. I was sure. like, I'm the do that. Which is a lot of work for you, Bob. You're a hairy it was man. a lot of work, and it's like uh, a two-day process. Didn't even yeah. It took, it's like where's Bob? <laughs> I'm a hairy guy. <laughs> Uh, no, I uh, I had forgotten that I had uh, shaved everything, uh, which I had never done before. And then when uh, the hair was growing back, it caused these bumps. Yeah. And the doctor identified it immediately. Nothing to worry about. Ingrown uh, hair. Yeah. Nothing to worry about. Stop shaving your balls. So it was not what I feared it was. Wow. And uh, was able to go on with my life. But that was a horrifying moment. I'm glad you didn't have to retire from the L.A. Lakers. <laughs> <laughs> We will become silhouettes, Bobby. You have any hot takes on this? Maybe the best song on the album. Glad I talked about my balls over it. <laughs> I enjoyed it. Another single. 
That's Jenny Lewis. Do you think uh, Gibbard entered into a romantic relationship with Jenny Lewis? I think they've said they never have been romantic. I feel like they've addressed that. I don't know if it's true or not, but hmm. Hmm. I feel like especially what we talked about earlier about the, what this album can bring out in certain people that perhaps maybe it was the other guy. Oh, the other guy. Maybe Arthur Fonzarelli. Arthur Fonzarelli. Hey, <laughs> I got some electronic soundscapes for you. Hey, hey. I'll send it snail mail. Me and my Kylie girl. Oh, oh. Let's go to Ralph's. Arnold's. Arnold's. <laughs> this is this, this place is a prison. I have a story too, but I don't know if we need to double up. Maybe I could do a Cliff Notes of it. Yeah, I don't know. It's up to you. I was. We were all at a at a bar in Manhattan, and uh, and uh, a uh, girl that we both know that I had been in an on again, off again relationship for some time. Um, happened to be at the same bar and they're like oh there she is and we were talking to her and then she got very serious and stone-faced said I need to talk to you and she said that she um, had been to the doctor mm-hmm. and this is like 2003 yeah so right again yeah. this album and uh, she said the, sound, she, the soundtrack of our STDs and you have to understand what the three letters I'm about to say in 2003 it's not as well known then as it is in 2018 she told me outside this bar when I was like you know, probably six or seven drinks deep that she had uh, contracted HPV. Okay. Had no idea what Not HPV a, I mean, was. In, in 2018. All I knew was that I might have to retire from the Los Angeles Lakers. <laughs> I remember I remember the news ticker coming up, like Dan has his press conference, but then the uh, conference was canceled. Right. I It scared the fuck out of me. Right. Because HPV sounds a lot like HIV. Yep. Uh, and um, she said you should go get tested. And uh, uh, this particular person, I think, had been, you know, it was a different time. She cheated on her boyfriend with me, Mm. and she believed that the boyfriend had given it to her, and now she was worried that she had given it to me. Wow. So I'm freaking out. That ruined my Saturday night, as I recall. I would would imagine that would definitely be a damper a few drinks in. Uh, Last thing you'd want to hear. What ensued was a scramble to find a doctor once again. Of course. Actually, irresponsible early 20s i think i went to like my pediatrician or something oh no yeah i went back home back to pearl river yeah and i remember seeing someone from our high school at the doctor's office oh wow and um i pointed out what i was maybe some type of minor irregularity uh on my dick Uh uh-huh um at the time which really wasn't anything but now i was freaking out about things right it's like a bump or something and then uh and she was like that's just from excessive masturbation yeah He looked at me and he's like, you're fine. Um, But when I told the story that we did have unprotected sex, he said, "Um, don't be an idiot. Okay. I don't want to see you back in here again, worried about something like this. Wear a rubber. And And you you listened to him and you took his advice and never strayed. That's true. It actually did scare me straight. Oh, that's good. For a long time. I think for good, pretty much. Okay. Yeah. That's good. With maybe a few skips of the beat. But, uh, yeah, HPV in 2003 was a fucking scary thing to hear. It was a whole different world. I think we've reached out to the children today. I think we've helped, maybe. Don't shave your balls. And uh, if you have HPV in 2018, don't freak out like Dan did in 2003. Right, because you'll probably be fine. You'll be fine. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this is uh, this place is a prison. This kind of okay. sounds like a little mid-album filler, uh, even though we're probably late album right now. We are now heading to track nine of ten, a brand new colony. Oh, I like this one. Ooh, the Fonz is on fire with this one. Hey, I know how to get this jukebox working. Bang! (laughs) (laughs) Sounds a lot like the Dice Man. He's very, the same impression as the Dice Man. So disrespectful. I mean, the least we could do is say the guy's fucking name Jimmy Tamborello. Not Arthur Fonzarelli. Not Arthur. I mean, maybe this. From same syllables, not even close. Alright, let's listen. I'll be the fire escape that's bolted to the ancient brick where you will sit and contemplate your day. Oh, 
going to ask you a uh, question kind of in the in the tone of your colleague, Dave Damashak. Okay. One of, Hanzus, hmm. one of the most successful side projects, yay or nay? <laughs> that is very Shekian. Uh, is this one of the most successful side projects? Yeah, for a band. I think nothing will ever top uh, the Traveling Wilburys. Was that... I know that's obviously like the gold standard as far as like the musicians involved. Right. As far as the success goes, I would say, I mean, they had hits and everything. This album is probably more successful than anything Death Cab for Cutie did. Yeah, in terms close. of what it, uh, it's staying power. And or like what Ben Gibbard's done solo. In a way, there are a side, lot. he has they have a lot project. of fans, by the way. They do. I know you are no, marginalizing Death Cab consistently on they this episode. They do. But. They do. But. I think pound for pound, this album has probably left a bigger impact than Death Cab has. Right. Would be no cry and shame. I think you're leaving out, obviously, Audio Slave, but. Uh, um, oh, right. Audio Slave. Okay. Uh, so Traveling Wilburys, Audio Slave, and then the Postal Service. That's the, ben, the Benz we haven't talked about. We haven't gotten to the Benz yet, no. Like, that's so obscure, nobody even gets the joke. I know. It's but, a, that one's for me. Uh, bronze medal is what I uh, hand out here. Speaking of handing out, you would out, really put this behind Audio Slave? No. Okay, thank God. <laughs> I do like show me how to live. <laughs> Rest in peace, Chris Cornell. Rest in peace. Um, I think we have to uh, talk about one of our sponsors, Bob. We do. We let's get out of here. let's um, let's take a real quick break to once again throw to one of our wonderful Patreon sponsors. Bacha. Bruno! It's May, so you know we're talking about our man Bruno. This guy knows. This guy fucks. Bruno? Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Dude, Bruno's the best. He's also bringing back Bruno, because when have you heard Bruno since that failed um, movie after Barat by what's-his-name? All right, first of all, Bruno. Bruno's out after that. Bruno, very underrated movie, first of all. No, 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 bad movie. Not a bad movie. Very funny movie. Uh... It is and Bruno, our sponsor, not a good movie. Bruno, our sponsor, in no way reflects the Sasha Baron Cohen bomb. Sasha, uh, that's his name, Sasha Baron Cohen. Right. Where has that guy been? He's, you know, he's making up for that movie where he stole Liam Gallagher's haircut. Oh, that did not go that well. Did but not you know, go it does well. go well. What goes well? When you advertise on the Throwback Podcast, like Bruno did. Bruno did it. He really did it. <laughs> that guy fucks. <laughs> Bruno. Beautiful, which takes us to the final track of Postal Service album, Give Up. It is called The Natural Anthem. A nice little play on words there, Bob. Here we go. I got a feeling this is going to be a woozy banger, Bob. I think you're probably right. I don't really remember this one at this moment. You were sleeping after screwing. It's true. By, By the this time point, you got to track 10. There's no way I ever made it to track 10. Like you finished right around track such great heights, like the second chorus. <laughs> Big old pop shot. And then uh, you're asleep <laughs> by coincidentally sleeping in on track three. All right. You're out. Natural anthem. It's like your oh, real God. jukebox was already like in, about to go into hibernate <laughs> mode. <laughs> I was still using real jukebox in 2003. <laughs> yeah, you were loyal to that. Uh, I wish. Hardware. <laughs> it's software. I don't know if this song's ever going to start, by the way. I don't know either. I was actually a real jukebox truther at Were Northeastern you? in college. Yeah. A lot of people did Winamp. I bounced around a lot. I definitely had Winamp for a long time. Which I respected Winamp. It was kind of a, it had a cooler aesthetic to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I kind of was just loyal to real jukebox. I'm not even really sure why. Uh, because I tried Winamp, but I never got comfortable with it. That makes sense. Winamp had some cool skins. Yes. That was the whole thing with Winamp. Yeah. And then I guess, for me, iTunes showed up, and I just... Wasn't there, like, a Kazaa in between, or...? Oh, yeah, there was Kazaa. But you, what you would do, you would download. I would never play it in the... Wasn't there a Kazaa player? I, did. I can't remember. I don't know. It's been a long time. It's been yeah. a long fucking time. Yeah. This song is lasting a long time. Yeah, it's not really a song. All right, Bob. There you go. I really enjoyed listening to this. I lo- I'm looking forward to... Uh, um, putting on the uh, the headphones, uh, maybe while I'm writing yep. for my job at NFL Media, 
uh, and listening to the Postal Service again. Uh, but of course, so you're saying that this album can go sleeping, screwing, working. It transcends. It, it is driving, maybe. It is multi uh, faceted. What do they call it when a performer can do a bunch of things? They call it a uh, multi hyphenate. Uh-huh, uh-huh. That's what this is. That's what this is. You could do it all. Uh, of course, I am not going to have anything to do with the, making the selection for Spotify. I'm going to give you the reins on this one, Bob. And uh, I just ask you to use your best judgment. Yeah. Not like what you did with that hussy from Toronto. <laughs> um, man, this is a tough one because I uh, love this album, whole thing, except for maybe that last song. Uh, I will say before we before we finish, one of the great things about this album, it spawned so many great covers. So if you just like go to YouTube and search like most of these songs, Frank Turner, who I like a lot, does yep. some really good covers. Uh, Iron and Wine again that we we talked about. Braffified. Braffified. Uh, there's so many. Just, the Fonz. So. Hey. Hey. so just check it out. But I'm going to look at the track listing just because I want to make sure okay. I get this right. Okay. Yeah, this is an important decision, Bob. Um, Our Spotify playlist also available on Apple Music. 40 songs. This is track 40, I believe, Bob, on the Spotify playlist, which is not as good as a track 50. But 40 is not something to sleep on either. All right. Well, I'm going to go with my favorite song on the album. Track one. I just love I like it. It's choice. so, it builds. I like your choice. It has such a great feel to it. It's a great album starter. I like that it follows Bush on our playlist, which yeah. is wild. It's really going to confuse people. <laughs> I really wish we did Machine Head. <laughs> uh, great choice. Uh, the Throwback Podcast. You can... Follow us on Twitter at the throwback at throwback pod on Instagram at throwback pod. Hit us up on Gmail if you have something more to say uh, at the throwback pod at Gmail, and uh, of course our patrone Patreone. Patreon Patreon slash throwback pod. You could also get the link in any of those um, social media profiles if you want to. Uh, help out the show and make some type of commitment. However small, Bob, two However bucks. Small. Yeah, two bucks. You could do two bucks. Two bucks. Two bucks a month, and it uh, will help sustain the show. Thank you to everyone for listening. Uh, we'll, we'll, uh, you'll hear again from us soon. Uh, and until then, go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. Let's get checked out again, Bob, by the doctor. Just- Let's do it right now. Take it out. Let's take it out. Tell me that Jenny Lewis story. No, it's Zoe. Oh, Zoe. Tell yeah. me the Zoe story. Offline. Okay. I am not permanent.